0: In this first episode in our Successful Property Manager Series of 2020, I'm interviewing Richard and Sophie from Beside the Sea Holidays in Cambusans, East Sussex. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is Heather Bayer, and I am, as ever, delighted to be with you. So we're talking to a couple who have been in the property management business for a number of years in the south of England, in East Sussex, in fact. And they own a company called Beside the Sea Holiday Cottages. And I first heard about Richard and Sophie and their dog and their little boy, Arthur, during a presentation that we gave in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. And again in Bend in Oregon, and I did the presentation with Tyane Marsink and Andy McNulty from Touchstay. And in that presentation, we each had a little section that we we did. We were talking about love languages, and I had I had a section talking about guest experiences at a property, and Tyane talked about love languages, and then Andy came along and talked about the guest journey and how love languages can be applied across the guest journey. Uh, I'll put a link in to the show notes for that uh, that pod- podcast I did about that presentation. So you can check it out because it really is quite insightful. And in Andy's part of the presentation, he talked about this small company in England and this couple who ran it, who did the most amazing job at connecting with their guests, and they connected from the very beginning, from at the time of booking, and then drip-fed them information all the way through that sort of limbo period where most people don't hear anything at all from anybody. You know, they book, they come to the date of the stay, and all they've had in between is perhaps a quick note saying, "Here's your pre-arrival information." But Richard and Sophie have put together a strategy for making their guests feel so welcome from the moment they booked. And then that goes all the way through to the time of their arrival and they meet them and they are there for every question, every issue. And then afterwards, they've got a follow-up process and they do newsletters. And it is just, for me... It's almost a standard. I'd like to say it's the standard we should all be trying to achieve. So, in this first episode of the Successful Property Manager series of 2020, I bring you Richard and Sophie Smith from the UK. Mm So I'm delighted to have with me today Sophie and Richard Smith, who run the property management company called Beside the Sea Holidays in Camber Sands in East Sussex. I was going to say East Camber Sands. Uh, so Camber Sands in East Sussex. So welcome both of you. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for having us, Ella. It's an absolute pleasure, as ever, always a pleasure to talk to fellow Brits. I don't get that opportunity <laughs> too often. It was lovely to meet you at Host in, in London what did you think of that
1: event really really good Great. really good and really eye-opening really yeah. eye-opening so, so yeah, we, we got quite a lot from that
0: what did you what did you find eye-opening about it Richard
1: just more to say like the technology side of things mm. um so that was say other little things we, oh, we don't use that and that would be a huge help to us so yeah mm. it has yeah it has helped us a I, lot
2: I think that and also um sometimes you can feel like you're stuck in your own little bubble and you feel like you're <laughs> the only people doing this and then you'll go here, have a story, you, listen, you sit down and you listen to our people, You're like, oh my goodness, somebody else is in the same position as us. Yes.
0: So they get it, you know, yes. that's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I go back to when I started my property management business back in 2003, there was nobody to talk to. You know, people didn't talk to each other then. There were, there were a lot of other property management companies around, but they all had secrets and they didn't yeah. want to share them. And And the change over the last... 16 17 years as people have become more collaborative and there's so much more networking about and really we all do exactly the same thing so yeah, I don't think there's any secrets it's all out there on the internet that you can go and have a look and see what your competitors are doing so yeah I think the value of going to these these events is just so good you know if something's out there then is this the first event of this kind you've been to?
1: It was, yes. So, yeah, now we're going to be going to the ne- next one as well next year. No, no, well, this year you. now, is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, yes no, it's... So, it's good. Obviously, you made quite good contacts there as well. So, it's been, yeah, it was really useful. Yeah,
0: and, I, I I absolutely...
1: recommend people do it.
0: Yeah, I lo- I absolutely loved it. I go to a lot of events and it was probably one of the best I'd been to. I think because it was really independent, it wasn't being run by an association or a company, so it it wasn't skewed to any particular supplier or provider or association. So, yeah, November the 4th and 5th, I think, 2020, for anybody who's listening, Host 2020 will be at the Islington Business Design Centre in London, UK, and it's perfectly situated for those of anybody traveling in from North America or from Europe or whatever, because it's it's right on the you know, short walk to the Tube and straight into the center of London if you want to go and do a um, make a vacation of it. So let's kick off with you guys. Tell us a story. How did you get into this business in the first
1: place? So it was quite a long time ago. So back in 2008, we had some friends that had a property down in Canberra. And um, we used to obviously we, we invest in prop, we were investing in normal residential property. And uh, they said, Oh, have you ever thought of doing like doing a holiday let? It's so, like, do people go on holiday, you know, houses in England or when you go abroad and go on holiday? So yeah, we came down to Canberra and um, thought quite a, quite a yeah, nice little place. And then they took us over to the beach. And we were obviously blown away when you see the scale of this sandy beach, you think you're in another country. It's yeah, it's stunning. And I really like history and having Rye and obviously the 1066 era as well. I was in my element, so it was um, that obviously got us into it. And so, yeah, we, um, those, we were there and we ended up buying a house at that there and then. Then we contacted a local state agency who were going to do the management for us, and um, yeah, it all sounded really wonderful. And it, so, yeah, that kicked that off. I'd say about a few months into it, it wasn't really performing to how we were told it would. So I, I set up a little website, doing my own advertising on our property, and uh, it kind of grew from there. So we started doing quite well. We're turning people away, so and we were being approached by other people at our property down here saying, "Oh, you're doing Your house is always booked. Would you help us?" So, I thought, okay, we'll add another one on. That's not a problem. I can direct people to that one now. So, yeah, it kind of grew organically, I'd say word of mouth, really. And uh, and then in 2014, we ended up moving down here because it grew so much. And so it was nice because we had guests come in time and again, always say, oh, yeah, why don't you come around for a cup of tea? It's like, well, actually, we don't live there. We're two hours north. So that was one of the things. So, yeah, we just back in 2014, we decided to take the punch and move down here and be more hands on.
0: That's fantastic. I, I love this story. It's the same. You know, so many people have the same story. They start and I, it's exactly my story. I started yeah. with my own property and then bought another one in Canada. And, then, and I was still in the UK then managing from afar. And, yes. and we were doing really, really well. And my sister said, well, can you manage mine? Because she would bought a place over there too. And then this guy down the road said, "Hmm, there's always people at your place. Can you rent mine? But I, I don't want to pay you for it. Because I'm just adding to your portfolio. He was very savvy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because I said, I said, okay, you don't need to pay me for the first year. And he had a really nice property. And actually doing that and his referrals to other people really started to build build the company so it's a, a very similar story and i hear this from so many others you start with your own you do a darn good job you love the business you get some passion for it and then other people come in so how many properties do you have now
1: so we look after 43 at the moment we actually had a bit of a cull towards the end of last year for properties that weren't quite hitting the standard that we needed so yeah we've we've, we've grown down yeah you know, reduced it down a little bit, but we have got a couple of new ones that are coming up with new owners, so yes we're we're trying to probably hovering around the for I think the idea will be around forty forty five for us yeah. yeah so we it needs to be of a certain size that we can give it the same you know love and care that you we can at the moment because obviously get once it gets bigger you can't we can't yeah the resources are what they are we, well we that's right
0: do you have any staff no no just just you two just wow staff, so, yes.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't uh, yeah, With the cleaning companies, everything's subcontracted yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I like say we we do everything, but we do use say a company like Guess Hook or a company we use to help with the webbing stuff for us. So yeah, so as much as we do, we do quite a lot ourselves. Obviously, quite a lot of things we just can't manage to do. And obviously, you're best having experts dealing with things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's really interesting. Cause with forty five and just 45, 40, 43 properties and just the two of you. So, so you want to cap it at forty five and not grow and take on staff?
1: It. I think no. For us, it was always we never wanted to be a big, say, a big super agency because that's not. It's just not us. They so, like say yeah. we like it that you know. Our niche is where people, you're not dealing with like a computer where you, you, know, it's just done via email. So someone books with us, you're dealing with myself or Sophie from start yeah. to finish and at the end. And, and that's why we get so many guests that come back time and time again.
0: Do you each have a specific skill that, that you bring?
1: I suppose, on more say, the technology side of things is myself.
2: I would say the more the accountancy and the business side of running our own business accountancy bit is my bit, and then all the guest dealings and
1: we kind of we share, yeah.
2: yeah. in the middle.
1: Um, so yeah. Sophie's dealt with one guest. Sophie will continue through looking after that guest like, during their stay. So they've always had that one person, mm-hmm. uh, and, they, and it works that way. So she's quite nice. Do and you we ever build take... re... I suppose we build relationship with our guests.
0: Yeah. Do, do you want to take time off?
1: Every day's a holiday. <laughs> 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 um,
2: yeah,
1: it's tri- It's very tricky, obviously, yeah, especially now with Arthur now going to school. Whereas before, we go, okay, you could nip out when it's during the week for a few days away with him. It's now obviously we're stuck with the school, holiday. so this is going to be interesting. Uh, yes, we'll also see how that one. This paints, is something you didn't. Out, uh,
0: this is something Mentioned. you didn't to mention that you already you also have a four year old son, right? Yes. So yes. when we um,
2: when we did the plunge uh, to move here from Essex, where we used to live, um, I, I we just found out we were pregnant. Uh, so we went, oh, let's give up our old lives, move there, and have a baby. Right. Um, let's do that.
1: So <laughs> it was quite a stressful start to, uh, to being here. Yes. Well, I, 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 I,
0: I, I, it's just an amazing story because it's you know it, it's this thing about hard work and passion. I think obviously you've got the huge passion for the industry and that you know that really shows through. So I, I heard about you first when I was doing the uh, presentation with Andy McNulty and Tian Marsink from Touch Day. And we, we did a couple of presentations, one at the VRMA conference in Las Vegas. And then we did it again at Bend in Oregon, where I did it with ty And I think we did, I'm sure we did it on another occasion too. But we did this uh, great presentation that ty had developed on uh, love, um, love languages and how we can apply the concept of love languages to our business. And um, I will put a link to the podcast I did with Tayanne talking about that if anybody 's interested in that, but in that Andy was sharing his thoughts on the customer or the guest journey and and how we can apply the love languages at each stage of the journey and He used your company beside the sea holidays as the model for the guest journey. Can you share a bit about what that guest journey actually is? You know, what do you do from the start when you get that first inquiry right the way through to the end?
1: So, basically, so a booking will come through. So talking about, say, a direct booking will come through, um, we have, like, a, a series of, we call it, like, a message flow. of emails that will go to that guest. So, and obviously, there'll be questions in there. So we get a bit more information, you know, if there's going to be, like, a birthday, if a special occasion, and obviously, so you, we start building up a report like rapport with that guest beforehand. A few days then before their stay, we again check up with them. Have you if you've got anything you need? You know, got any information? Any questions? Let us know. If there's anything you need from us, uh, and that's say uh, prior to arrival. And then during their stay, we'll try and meet up with that guest. So more, more, you know, morning after they've arrived, we'll drop an email just to check they're, they're happy with everything. And if there's a particular time, if they would like to meet up discuss anything, so it's. Um, from that point. And quite a lot of the guests, you know, really like to do that. And yeah you know, there are a number of guests where they're on, holiday and be disturbed and you don't hear anything back. So they're the guests you kind of go, okay, no, they're ha- They're obviously happy and we'll leave it at that. That, that you is know, great because keep you're,
0: you're keeping, you know, each one of them is independent and it's something that many guests don't experience this, this individual and very unique communication from a property manager or owner and i and, and i love it can i just ask you you talk about the message flow do you use any form of automation to send out messages we, do you use any software platform
1: well so generally we use a company called super control for our property management system so they send out yeah you, you can line up the emails to be sent at certain times so obviously that cuts down on quite a lot of us doing these things manually um, so which yeah, that, that really helps obviously that then once a guest you know some guests will respond to that so as I say if a guest does come back with questions then obviously you've now got that yeah you can then direct and answer things like personally.
0: Um, you send newsletters as well what goes into the newsletters who do they go to do do, do you have a cold list or a, do they go out to um, just your guests and your previous guests how, how does that work?
1: So we send out a newsletter probably once a month that we send out, and that goes to, to past, present, and future guests who are on our mailing list. So, And generally it will be information about an event that's coming up, or it could well be about a, you know, a property release or a property, you know, a, a property that's been refurbished. You know, That will go to a specific guest that have stayed to that house to say that you know new, new updates have happened to this property, where do you come back and see what you think? So yeah, it generally... And that is something that we use, um, a company called Guesthook helps with those.
0: Well, we know, I know Jessica from Guesthook, of course, because yeah. it, uh, it was Jessica and T- Jessica joined Tyann and I in yeah. Bend, Oregon to do that presentation because uh, Andy wasn't there to deliver it. So Jessica actually delivered your section
1: of it because uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs>
0: obviously she knew you, knew you guys well. What other technology do you use?
1: So we've just been looking at, again, going back to the host, uh, Price Lab, price Labs to help okay. with the pricing now.
0: So that's on um, dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing,
1: yes. yes. Uh, and that's been really useful. That's quite a, that's, that's been a good time. That's type, something quite
2: new for us mm. um, and something that has changed in the business even since the time we've did, actually lived in Canva. Um uh-huh. That's
1: a relatively yeah. uh, a new thing. And, and the, the tricky thing, it's obviously taking – Trying to get your head around it for us was one thing, but obviously trying to explain it to owners who have been used to years of being this will be the price for that week, that's the price for that week, and things mm-hmm. like that. Whereas now, it's there's no such you know there's not there's not a kind of a set fee really. So that's that's one of the main ones we've started using from this year, and it has worked. Must mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's been more bookings coming through, on so and the revenues are up as well.
0: So it's interesting. That, you know, that's interesting. And you just um, covered something that I would have, have, have asked you about owners. How do you tell owners when, when they're expecting maybe a higher amount that, you know, there's times when you are going to be a discount? Well, they'll see it as discounting, yes. where in fact it's how do you get the message across that it is actually just responding to changes in supply and demand?
1: I think for say our say historic owners who we've had from the start, it's been tricky with them because they've had years and years of it being that's always booked, that period, that price. That's Mm why I think obviously with say the economic you know Brexit and whatnot, what's been going on over here, there has been a lot of uncertainty, and we've found that people weren't booking this far in advance. You know, we were taking so many bookings on the day of the start of a holiday. It's never been that way. Yeah. Like the trend has been slowly. When we were looking back at the stats over the past few years, each year it has been that way. People are leaving things a little bit later, a little bit later. But then this year it's changing again. People booking in advance. So everything <sighs> can turn its head once again. So it's just keeping up with I see the stats that are coming through and then relaying that back to own and saying, that, you know, as you can see, general economic client being what it is, holidays are a luxury people are leaving it later they the big european market that we're booking in january and february filling up the summer they're not coming over in the numbers that they were mm-hmm. so it's now relying on the brits and we're not organized we're leaving to the last minute so and and that's what the market is but again it's just as they were starting getting used to that this year the summer's filling up quite quickly with a lot of european guests again so it's yeah
0: interesting it's in it's it's interesting to hear that because it's exactly the same over here. So it's sort of mirrored in North America and Canada. We've seen massive changes over the past five years, really, with, with Airbnb taking a, a big um, hold in the market. That, that's just another question. Has Airbnb impacted your business? Or how has Airbnb impacted your business?
1: Airbnb has actually been very helpful. So... We've, historically, we've, we tended to get around sixty to seventy percent direct bookings. Then the rest would be coming through things like, say, TripAdvisor, Home Away, Owners Direct, uh-huh. and then Airbnb came along. And Airbnb, for us, have you know, they, they now take about twenty percent of the bookings that they bring through. And we get quite a lot of out of season yeah. ones with them as well. But we get a lot of repeat guests from them. So they'll book originally through Airbnb, and when they come back, they come direct. So and we get them that way. Obviously, they you know, I think guests are starting to realise actually you do pay extra fees mm-hmm. by going through these OTAs, whereas if you come direct, it does work out cheaper. So that's one of the messages that we get send out to guests when they put for Airbnb. Once we meet them, we can explain how it works. So and and it, it has worked out quite well. So yeah, no, it has changed things a lot, and it's brought a different generation. We find it brings, yeah. it's brought a different generation through to us. Mm-hmm. So. It's kind of, but then it could just be that I've just got a lot older anyway from when I started. But <laughs> it's interesting, before I used to go and knock on the door to meet people and think I felt really young talking to them, whereas now I go, there, knock on the door, and you know, sometimes I ask and go, oh, is your mum and dad there? And it's, no, no, it's they're the people that book it. So, yes. <laughs> it
2: yes.
0: Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, I know you've got to leap off, Sophie. I just wanted to ask a question about pets, because yeah. there's a page on your website that is really focused on pets and mm-hmm. the, how pet friendly your, or your pet friendly properties of which you have a lot. This is really mm-hmm. dear to my heart because we, yeah. 70% of our properties are pet friendly and that equates to the 70% of our guests who are bringing a pet. You know, we, yeah, we always tell our owners if they don't accept pets, then they really are scraping out at the mm-hmm. 30% that aren't bringing a pet. Because I mean, like like you, we have a drive to market. You know, people are getting in their cars. I mean, although you have people coming from Europe, you just have a, a lot coming from from your domestic market, and they have yeah. pets. So tell me about your your sort of decision to be pet-friendly and,
2: you know, what your focus is on it. Right. Well, so one of the things for us is when we first were coming down to Canberra, um, our dear Oscar, um, who you'll see featured on our website, he absolutely loved the beach. And when you go there, you realise it is like an absolute playground for dogs. It's dog paradise. And it became became quite obvious to us quite early on that if you live in Canberra and you haven't got a dog... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a little bit strange. Like, <laughs> why on earth would you be coming to Canberra? Um, so people do come to Canberra about like dogs, but it came quite apparent to us early on that one of the reasons people come on holiday here is to go on the beach, and the best thing about that is that they can bring their the other member of their family, their furry friend, with them. I really enjoy the dog having a holiday as well and it becomes quite a lot quite a lot of joy from our guests is obviously from having their dog look like they're having the time of their life on you know, our lobby. So we, we we portrayed that message to our owners. Quite a lot of our owners had dogs and so, so they were always bringing their dogs down. So like, well, you know, it makes sense that your house is also dog friendly and I'd say eight oh.
1: It's probably I'd say we've probably got two properties now in our books that don't accept pets and that's purely because the owners have allergies. Yeah. yeah. So and otherwise they would love to, but you know, it's uh, the dog market here is huge. Yeah. You, know, you walk into Rye, you even the shops in Rye have you know, bowls of water for dogs yeah. and things kind of The in Rye are dog, are
2: dog- friendly yeah. generally. Oh, so like yeah, so it's really the whole area is incredibly dog friendly. Yeah. Um, like people who live in the Canberra leave bowls of water out for the dogs and stuff like that. So it's it's a very, very dog friendly area. So yeah, it's and it's dog-friendly year-round. it's it? dog-friendly year-round. Our beach is completely dog-friendly the whole of it during well, five months of the year. And the other seven, most of it is still dog-friendly day. Yeah. They catch off a couple of bits of it. But the dog walking is amazing.
0: Yeah, so how how do you attract the pet owners? Do, do, you, um, do you advertise specifically out to them or do you just find they come to you anyway?
1: Well, a lot of it does come to us. Um, again, obviously, with our website, we had a specific page for, say, dog friendly on that side um you know when people do like their searches we do quite well you know google seems mm-hmm. to like our search mm-hmm. on dog friendly terms so it's just been one that again it's a kind of like an organic one people just yeah they come on there see yeah you've got that dog friendly page mm. and, and they go for it
0: and i would encourage anybody that's listening if you're interested in being pet friendly to go to beside the sea holidays dog um, the, the pet friendly page because I it, it's written in such a way that I don't think any pet owner could resist. Is this a Jessica page? Did Jessica I have a hand in writing Jessica, that
1: I think, Je- I think Jessica got, a, uh, she tweeted yeah, a bit of it for got, us yeah. yeah we wrote it a long time ago and then obviously it's one of those that there's writing to keep people interested or there's just us writing a huge page so Jessica going help Jesse break it up and reword certain bits for us. But yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, be great. because
0: it definitely, I mean, as a pet owner myself, it just draws you in and you can just imagine that you're there and we all know as as pet owners that it's really important that your your dog has just as good a time as you do. So I, I'm consistently trying to get the message across to people who are interested in, in accepting pets because it's a great market that you have to be more than just tolerant. You have to be welcoming and appreciate yes. that yeah. pet, uh, pet owners are yep. they love their pets as they do their children.
1: Absolutely. No I, and we'd like so we often use this is one of the things we have with owners when they worry about oh, you know, damage we in all the years been doing it, you don't we've never had any issue with a dog staying in a property. And it's one of those things I think generally people take a dog on holiday with They're not gonna bring someone that's gonna chew things up because obviously they don't cause damage there and ha- you know, have those kind of problems. So yeah, no, in all this time we've never had a problem with dogs. And
2: the feedback we often get from people is that it doesn't feel like it's a pet friendly that when their experience of pet friendly accommodation elsewhere has been sort of um sort of quite basic. Whereas by here they like it was just as luxurious as if it wasn't pet friendly. It's, it's a yes. it's a luxurious house. And yeah. um, quite a lot of our owners provide like bowls and beds and bits and pieces yeah. for the dogs. Yeah, Froze for the sofas. All, you know, at the end of the day we say you know, you can say no dogs on the sofas, but we know that the dogs love to sit on the sofa. So we provide blankets so that yes. they can just take them away and washed as long as they use, then the sofa's happy, the dogs happy, everyone's happy. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I I love it. And um, do you charge extra for pets?
1: We do, yes. They they, they we have like a twenty-five pound fee that yeah. goes on to looking for those, obviously for like the extra clean that the cleaners have to do. Um yeah. and also okay. we put like little, little extras for their welcome basket as well.
0: Does anybody push back on that at all? On the pet on a pet fee?
1: With some of the sites that we use, so there was one called Pets Pajamas to be on there. You're not allowed to charge a a pet fee on that one. It has to be included in the cost. Right. and um, so run being additional fee it's just added on, onto the booking. So yeah, no, generally no, we're not having any real say, pushback on those. So i say when we've looked around at other companies that they charge you know quite a lot more than that. So I think actually you no know, I think it's kind of like a, a fair price as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love what you said, both of you, about the fact that people think pets cause damage mm-hmm. and they have these preconceived ideas that every every wall is or every wall is going to be scratched and there's going to be hair everywhere well often there is hair everywhere but that vac- good vacuum cleaner will get that up I've often said that you know I, I would far prefer to have a pet at my property than than a two-year-old <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think a- I didn't know if I was allowed
2: to say
1: that <laughs> but yes he <laughs> like yes. was restraining himself been, uh, just a minute ago <laughs> amount of times that you say yeah uh, yeah you know, People who say to you, and we know like who they, 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 you've know, they want to pull things out things, buttons get pulled off, and the you know, guest checks out, oh, just to let you know our little boy or our little girl's done this. It's like, oh, no worries, we can sort that out. And they say, and it's funny enough, because it was one of those owners that would let dogs worry about damage, but they didn't mind, you know, say children trashing your house. Yes. But
0: it's yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, you never come across a, a, a pet that's eating Cheerios on on the couch no, or crayons on the walls or posting coins into the DVD machine. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh yes. Yes. No, don't yeah. me the dogs. They once have been out on the beach, they're sleeping most of the time. That that's their holiday. They come back and they're resting up, ready to go back on for another walk. Yeah. So definitely take.
0: Well, good yeah. for you. Good good on you for, 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 for being pet friendly. I and you know, you know your market and the there's certain markets where if you're not pet friendly, then you're not going to get the business. It's as, it's as simple as that. So tell me what challenges you've pe- faced as property managers over the past few years.
1: We, I suppose for us, because we, we operate quite differently to, I suppose, only operators that we seem to come across. We're more hands-on. So rather than, say, when you book, book then if there's an issue, someone else has to go and deal with that, or the owner has to deal with it, we operate it as if we're the owner of each property. And a lot of guests seem to think we own every house here. Um, so, obviously, you, you go along and say, no, that's how we look after it. We expect you know, we treat all the properties if they're our own.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but we are finding that obviously guests tend to read less now. The information that you send out, which has been you know, numerous times, you'll get a phone call at 11 o'clock at night. The guests going, Oh, we're standing outside your house. Um, how do we get in? Anything in the message? Have you got everything? Yes, yes, we know we've got, got everything. And so, you found the house. Yeah, you've used the information to hand. Do we use um, touchstone? So yeah, all that information's there to so go. Okay, if you go back to your digital guidebook, oh yes, you see the bit it says arrival details. Oh yes, oh yes, so we've got it now. So, great, no worries. In you go. So that that's. I think it's more so on a frustration. So I think you know you plan quite a lot into it, but as I say, it's one of those. You know, just as you go, you know, we'll get a phone call. Half one in the morning, oh, have we got any dishwasher tabs we have run out? I think it's, expect- <laughs> I think it's more so that like guest expectations and demands are a lot different now to what it was a few years ago. So
0: and that, I, I think we're, we're all experiencing that and, and we've all got to rise to that occasion. Yes. But but you, you, you as you say, guests don't read much. They haven't in the past. Are you using video at all? on
1: your it's funny you should to say that i was just saying to sophie earlier with say our touch day guides a lot of that is going to be done by via video because we're finding like you say you try and break it down but people still not necessarily reading whereas video people will say gender animation now will watch videos so yeah. put a lot of that information on there that's what so that that's the task this year is to add a lot more video content to our touch day guides
0: yeah, I think yeah, you know, I, I we're using Touch Day for our properties too, and things like you know how to operate a hot tub. It's yes. so it's so much easier to go out and instead of trying to describe it in words, is just visually show them the panel yes. and say if you want the you know, if you want the uh, the jets on, press this button. We just hope they don't take their. Well, I'm sure they do take their 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 phones out to the hot tub. <laughs>
1: Well, this is what actually it's interesting. One of the things we say, obviously, we get to say a lot of European guests come over, and a lot of German guests that would say phone up and say, "Oh, yeah, you know, trying to explain how to how to use something." I think if I'm there, I can show you. It's really easy. Press this button. But obviously, don't get it wrong, their English is much better than my German. So, see, so I can even go over and show them. But now with the video guides, you can actually say people go, "Oh, okay, that's what it is." So it it's going to help on that side of things mm. as well. So yeah, no, video is going to be a big thing this year.
0: That's perfect. So just, just to wrap up, if you were advising a new property manager who's entering the business today, what are the three most important pieces of advice you'd give to them?
1: Find reliable people, number one, because guests expect things fixed there and then. So if you have an yeah. issue with a boiler and what, yeah, anything like that, things will happen in the house, but they need to be fixed very quickly. So surround yourself with reliable people, it's also as a business, it can be quite lonely because, say, unless you know, lots of our owners say, "Oh, you must pinch yourself every day when you wake up with your job." As not <laughs> matter the night before; I was in their house seeing the guests because they, yeah, run out of toilet roll, things, it, It's silly little things like that. So yeah, it's it's basically networking is a big one because then you're with like-minded people that kind of understand the challenges that you're with, and it'll keep you sane.
0: I love that networking. Okay, what's the third one?
1: Have a sense of humour.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, is a, that is a big one. And there is a fourth one, actually. Wine. <laughs> We've been going through a lot of it. So, <laughs> so.
0: Okay, that's, no, a, that's the wine you lovely. drink. It's the wine you drink, not the wine you say. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: Yeah. I uh, say it but again it's one of those but it's also a lovely business because we meet people from around the world
2: mm. yeah it,
1: it's amazing and not only that they're coming back time and time again
2: I think we say that you you do meet some amazing people and you get to know them and they come up again and when we always say you have to keep everything perspective because if you are having a bad, a bad time 95% of guests are, lovely. are lovely yes and the other five percent are leaving it yeah. They're here. Yeah, it's <laughs> not
1: that they, you know, They're here for short breaks, and then yeah. they've they've gone, and you can go. Okay, we'll make sure we won't be taking a look from them again. And you've learned something. Yes.
0: Yes. Otherwise. Yeah. That that's a, that's a great point. You know, just see them on their way. You never have to see them again. Yes. So yeah, um, I've had this. This has been great. I can't believe the time went so quickly. Just want to thank you both so much for for joining me. Uh, I will be coming back to you because I think I'm going to be picking your brains over the next couple of months. Um, I'm just about to launch a course to help new property managers to to actually navigate this this world of property management. Um, and hopefully, I can call on you for some advice as subject matter experts. How's that? No,
1: definitely. I'm happy to help. help. Thank um,
0: you. Yeah, thank you so much. <music> thank you, Richard and Sophie. That was just amazing. I still can't get over the fact that you do this all by yourself. You've got 45 properties, or you are aiming for 45. And you don't have anybody else. It's uh, it's interesting, just shows that you can run a lean business, a lean property management business, meaning that if you get all the systems in place, if you get your technology stack built correctly, if your processes are such that a lot of them are automated and you don't have to then hire staff or use outside resources. Well, obviously, uh, Richard and Sophie do use outside resources. They use their cleaning staff and um, maintenance. They, they know they're maintenance people, but they are very, very hands-on. Now, this is not the only way to run a property management business. There are many other ways of doing this. And it's one thing, it's, it's what I want to bring you in this successful property manager series to talk to these small up and coming and growing property managers and find out what is working for them, what they are doing that makes them so successful and what stands them apart from the competition. You know, that question I asked about, you know, you've got competitors, you've got a very large property management company that operates in your area. How do you stand out from that? And it's because of the personal service they offer. It's because owners are probably referring them to other owners as well. And it's something that the consolidators... Can't do very well unless they really well, I, I'm not sure. I would love to hear from you. If your property is with a consolidator, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking about Vicasa or Evolve, or Turnkey, or one of the larger property management companies. If that's working for you, then then great. I'd love to hear from you to find out what it is that makes it so good for you as an independent owner. But I know that the owners who are registered with beside the sea holidays love the service that these property managers provide them. And that service and uniqueness goes a long, long way. So, uh- Thank you, as ever, for listening. And and I'm as I'm saying every time, every week, you know, please, if you haven't yet left me a review, please go to iTunes and, and do so. It's really, really easy. Just go to iTunes and type in Vacation Rental Success and it will come up with the podcast and you can just leave me a review. Let me know what you enjoy or let everybody else know what you're enjoying about the show. It does help other people when they're sifting around through all the different... Vacation rental podcasts there are now. You remember, I, you know, back three hundred and twenty whatever episodes ago, I was the only one. My podcast was the only one, and now there's there's dozens of them. And I know you have a huge choice, and maybe you get tired of listening to my voice, which is fine. Go listen to the others as well, because there are some really, really excellent podcasts out there. And I will just continue to provide you with as much information and some great material and some great guests as I go. Oh, I'm always happy to hear your comments. You know, you can email me directly at heather@cottageblogger.com or heather@vacationrentalformula.com. Either way will get to me. So thank you once again for joining me. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.